Hey everybody, Dave Hodges here. Glad you could stay with us into our guest segment. You're listening to The Common Sense Show. We are the show that is freeing America one enslaved mind at a time. And I'm the host and I get to talk to all kinds of interesting people. Man, this is such a great job. You know, I get to, you know, now our guest, Bob Griswold, I've met him in the course of doing this, but there are people I used to just like, man, that guy's great. Jim Mars, the late Jim Mars. I love Jim. And uh, I got to be his friend in this business. And I thought, that's so cool. And then uh, Patrick Wood, who wrote Trilaterals Over Washington. And, and I had read his stuff for 20 years. And then I'm friends with him, too. In fact, he's a local guy here in Arizona. This is the best job in the world. Unfortunately, some of the topics we get to talk about here are not the best topics in the world. They're the challenges, I think, that are being set before us because we're a nation under judgment. We've murdered 70 million of our own babies. I mean, I could go on and on and on. And God's saying, I'm lifting my hand from you. You guys are on your own until you come back and repent. And uh, it's left us in a survival mode. And recently we interviewed the gentleman that we call Wrecker. And Wrecker, love this guy, absolutely love him. He's a federal law enforcement agent. And he also is a former combat veteran. And we asked him about how do we survive in this new normal? And he gave us a list of protocols to follow. Well, we're going to ask the same question today of our esteemed guest, Bob Griswold. And Bob is is our resident expert on survival in a variety of situations. And we're going to prevail upon him to answer the same question we asked Wrecker. And then we're going to compare the results side by side in an article. Now, I have a feeling they're going to be really, really close. And you're going to want to pay attention to what Bob has to say today. And then I think you're going to want to read the article and do the side by side comparison. Now, before we join Bob, we have to pay a couple of bills. We're brought to you by, how coincidental is this, uh, our storable food company, MPS. Listen, because of what's coming with food shortages, which are largely contrived, some of it's natural, but most of it's contrived, food acquisition right now, while you can still do it, is absolutely critical. And research shows you can't eat the same thing day after day after day. You'll habituate to it and actually choose to starve to death. So this is why we like MPS to go along with what you're accumulating from the store, which could be repetitious. MPS has variety. MPS uh, tastes great. And MPS has a 25-year shelf life. So I'm just saying, folks, this is something that you need to make this part of your daily routine, acquiring food resources, because there's going to come a day very soon where you're not going to be able to do that. So how do you get your food from us? At uh, the low, low price, it's never been increased from the sales price we offered in January. Well, you go to preparewithdave.com and everything is explained right there. And you'll see my friendly picture and my nice smile and say, hey, this is why I do what I do. Okay, we're also brought to you by what we call waterwithdave.com. You'll find standing water. You generally won't have trouble with swimming pools, creeks, lakes, standing water after a rain. But you might not be able to drink it. Not unless you want waterborne illness. And we know the Naval War College says on the fourth or fifth day following a disaster, waterborne illness has jumped to number one for the cause of death. So we're trying to save lives here. And this device, according to the research, right there on the site, waterwithdave.com, the comparative research says this is the number one device in America right now being sold. And it's being sold at 40% off. Waterwithdave.com. So you got the food, preparewithdave.com. You got the water, waterwithdave.com. And I feel so good about these sponsors, ladies and gentlemen. Why? <laughs> it's simple, because I think it's going to save lives. But also saving lives will be Bob Griswold. And later on, we're going to talk about his vast array 
of prepping materials he has. We always do that with all our guests, whether they write a book or they're do producing a movie or whatever they're doing, or in Bob's case, he's in the survival business. We have him tell what they do. And I'm going to tell you, wait till you hear all the things he can cover. And we're only going to get to a microcosm of it today. Well, Bob Griswold, we know, is an expert at what he does. He's the best, and he's one of the most requested guests that we have here on the Common Sense Show. So, Bob, really glad you could join us. I'm really looking forward to the side-by-side -side eventual comparison we'll do with you and the gentleman that we nickname Wrecker, keeping his identity secret for obvious reasons. And, and I know that you're going to have a lot of overlap in what you're saying, but we're trying to give information to our audience that will ultimately save their lives. Well, thank you, Dave. Again, it's always a pleasure to be here. And I'm going to start on a little bit of levity right now. Hey, Dave, i got a question for you. If, if the summer kills the coronavirus, can we tell the liberals that climate change did it? <laughs> oh, that's really good. Well, i got one. I got one for you, too. Um, Global honey, warming killed the coronavirus. Yeah, I know, I know. I, I, that's, that's, oh, I love that. That's a good one to to contemplate um yeah. <laughs> that's, that's that's really good well you heard about the uh, woman who said to her husband she said honey do you think i've gained weight during the lockdown and he said honey you've never been skinny and they listed the cause of death as coronavirus <laughs> yeah of course shark bites are coronavirus <laughs> yeah there you go yeah. I'm, you know, I'm glad that the movie Jaws wasn't out now because it would be, you know, any shark death would be listed coronavirus. But he was bitten half. It was coronavirus. Anyhow, uh, Dave, we live in, uh, you know, had, I want to put a little levity in there. And I try to introduce that uh, when I talk to customers on the phone because we are living in very tense times for a lot of people. A lot of people haven't worked in weeks. That's months. right. A lot of people are struggling to make their mortgage payment. A lot of people are just, I mean, you know, human beings were not meant to be herded together and stuck in a situation where they cannot get out and, you know, freely move around, freely associate, uh, have fellowship on one another. We are social creatures. So, you know, this is, in my opinion, deliberate. And I want to read you something. And, I, and anybody who wants to, to do more study on this, they can. It's called 4GW. Fourth generation warfare, and I, I truly believe right now, Dave, that the, ele the elements in our government that are implementing fourth generation warfare against us. And what is fourth generation warfare? Well, I'm reading the Wikipedia definition. It says it is a conflict characterized by blurring of the lines between war and politics, combatants, and civilians. You know, Hitler had his brown shirts that were not standard typical military we have all these left-wing radical groups that are that are inciting violence we have a growing um, polarization in this country between people where we see hostility and violence uh, being expressed and the, the, the potential for fourth generation warfare can be exacerbated by the situations that are created in the environment where those people live. And we see this today coming at us in, in just like a, a, a freight train. It, it, you know, it's, it started off where we were going to have to, you know, have social distancing. And now it's ended up where we've actually putting people in jail for exercising 
freedom when civilians are doing things against other civilians in hostile poli- – because it's a political-driven thing. So the, these lines between organized military and organized military action against a country and a, a, a quasi-civilian um, thing to the same effect, we see that in, employed in America today. And the way they agitate is exactly what we see going on right now. Dave, my wife went to the Costco today, and they had a limit of one pack of meat per person. I've heard that across the country. Now, yeah, we've heard it, but this, I, I you know, this was always hearsay. I, I, you know, Joe told Sally that told me or somebody like that. My wife came back today and told me this, that they would only allow her to get one thing of hamburger. That's all she could buy. And I'm just thinking, well, what does a big family do? Well, you know, so, you know, we had talked about this day for so many times on your program. We've had this discussion, you and I, um, that they they start attacking the infrastructure of a nation. And by attacking the infrastructure, what they do is they're seeking to control and corral people. They know it's going to bring about, just like it is, people bringing uh, – they're being disobedient. And, get, and every time there's this act of disobedience, which I fully support right now, of people being disobedient to these these unconstitutional laws, and I don't mean violent disobedience. I mean peaceful disobedience. Just know I'm not going to comply, and um, there's no violence involved with it. We're not fighting back physically, but we're just not going to comply. Every time they see another issue that they've created, they want to implement more laws that make it even more restrictive. And we had talked about the infrastructure of a nation. It's agriculture. Uh, last year we had that horrible crop. This year, I mean, the, the federal government is actually paying people to kill beef and pigs because nobody's buying it because they've closed the restaurants down. So, Bob, I have something to say to that. The yes. federal government is not just paying farmers to do this; they're paying farmers to assist. In genocide against the American people in a future famine. Oh, absolutely. How do you control a nation? Food. You control it with food. Exactly. Dave, you know, we, we've harped on this, and, and I, I, so many times we've encouraged, exhorted, every way we can encourage somebody or, or even stimulate someone to, to think about food. I am telling you, the agricultural system of the United States is being deliberately dismantled. I mean, we used to be the breadbasket of the world, and then you know, it started all going to China, and we started going around the world, and then we became an importer. And so – and now what we're seeing is this dismantling of the agricultural ability of the United States because when you start taking food away from people, good food, food that bodies need, high protein like meats, you know, vegetables, which are being destroyed, dairy, which is being destroyed, you are going to see people having to st- switch to high-starch foods which are going to make people I mean, it makes you lethargic it makes you less mentally aware it has a whole gamut of effects on the human body when you put high starch food in people continually um, weight gain um, build up toxicity in your body uh, metabolic stress syndrome all these things will see inflammation because you know it's basically a starch sugar you're going to see this, and so what you're going to see is people moving away from being creative, self-reliant, fit, 
and we've already seen this largely in America today. There, I mean, because of the dietary choices that the economy gives so many people, they don't have the ability to purchase organic foods or, you know, meats of, of any sort, you know, regular beef or whatever. And we, we, we're seeing the result. Well, this is going to be done now to us all. And it's going to be slow. We're going to be boiled alive slowly. But it, it, the goal is to control us by what we can have. Because when these when, the, when these self-induced shortages, you know, the Hegelian dialect, I create a problem, I come up with a solution, right. solution's what I want. Um, so we create these food shortages, and then what do you have? You have ration cards. And then how do you get your ration cards? You have to have your vaccine card. Can you see how that works all so together, Dave? Am I, be, am I the only one that has such a conspiratorial mind? I mean, you know, I can see how it all works together so hand in glove. It's like somebody planned it that way. And so to get any kind of quality food at all, you're going to have to have whatever hoops they want you to jump through because, after all, we need, we need these rationings right now to, uh, to aid in this time of crisis. Well, there's been a perpetual time of crisis right now. I mean, the Patriot Act is how old? I mean, it just it just keeps regurgitating the same thing over and over and over again. And and so once they get these laws, once the you you can look on the Patriot Act. Once they get it, they'll never give it up. FISA, it, it was horribly abused, but once they get it, they never give it up. And once they get this um, indoctrination and mollification of the people of the United States, and can and can start issuing, you know. Uh, some whatever ration cards they have, and that you need to jump through hoops to get the ration cards, whatever whatever it is. Do you think they'll ever give that up, Dave? No, absolutely not, never. Because it's it's a political power like on anything else. I mean, it is the ultimate political power, food. It, it just is. And so when when we when we talk about food, Dave, and, and this is my concern, people are going to think, well, we're going to be getting over this crisis. Do I really need? Do I really need it? Do I, should I get it? Um, I, I would say more than ever, because um, we are going to see them implement this type of draconian ration rationing in the United States. You know, and, and, and this isn't years down the road, Dave. In a, in a few short months, we're going to be hitting a meat crisis in this country, which is protein. I'm it's hearing it's, one, com- it's coming sooner than that. Pork well, is I'm, I'm being in a very, crisis I'm being in two generous. weeks. Yeah. Yeah, I'm being very generous. Um, and, and I agree with you. I think it's going to be sooner, but I'm trying to be generous and, and say, you know, this. But um, if Costco is only allowing my wife to buy one pack of hamburger, uh, it, 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 it is. It's coming. And so uh, once they destroy the breeding stock of these animals, which seems like they're doing, it'll take, you know, forever. And they'll create more situations, more things. There'll be biological warfare against animals, whatever it is. We saw that against the pigs. How many? A third of the world's pigs have died because of the, the swine virus they caught. There's, you know, bird flu that's killed these huge herds of uh, flocks of herds, flocks, excuse me, of turkeys. Um, you know, and, and so there'll be crisis after crisis after crisis that attacks this source of high protein, which human beings absolutely need to be healthy. You, you need those meat proteins. I know people. some people will disagree with you, me, and you can put proteins in your body other ways, but consistently the world lives on meat protein. Um, and without that, uh, you're going to have a radical change in our country because, of, you know, I mean, our, 
our country was raised on beef. It was the range wars in Texas and during the 18, uh, 19th century, 18, late 18th century, 19th century, uh, of just beef was everything. And so our nation has that appetite for it, and you take it away and you replace it with something else. So that's a fourth-generation warfare-type thing. It's, it's a blurring between war and politics. Politics is war. War is politics. And that's what we see going on right now. And, and obviously it's led by the, the Democratic Party and their Chinese cohorts. You know, They're in cahoots together for the planned destruction of America. Um, and then, Dave, let me ask you a question, and we've talked about this. Have you noticed the internet slowed down dramatically? Yes, no question. In my uh, my podcasts that I upload, also too in my live chats on YouTube, I can't do them anymore because the speed's too low to uh, support. So I've had to go to tape delay. Yeah, and then I think YouTube and other ones have gone down to only 480 streaming, not 720 or 1080 streaming. Yeah, why is that, Bob? What do you think? Well, they they're slowing communication down. Because how does it, how do you network together? How do if I can't if I can't come over Dave's house and have fellowship and we just have a meal and break bread and do all kinds of talking and planning and whatever we do is just as a couple's talking. How do we do it? You have to do it with communication. Now I, you know we Dave we've talked about this a few times too I think. Haven't we talked about communication a few times? Oh more than yeah you said <laughs> they'll take the uh, communication down. We we didn't anticipate that it would be a, like a frog in the boiling pot approach. We thought it would be a shut off of cell phones and internet entirely, but they're just gradually phasing internet out is what it looks like to me. Dave, you and I talked to thousands of people. Um, and I can tell you, not only me, I, I was on um, doing a, a presentation for Branson today um, and I, my phone dropped twice because we were setting up the PowerPoint, and I was talking through the PowerPoint with a guy making the PowerPoint presentation for me. My phone line just dropped twice. That yeah. has never happened. Yeah. And it, it's happening more and more now, just phone lines dropping. And I'm also calling and get the doo-doo-doo. Uh, all circuits are busy right yeah, now. getting that too. Yeah, exactly yeah. same thing. By the way, you mentioned Branson. Let's take a, a sidestep here just for a second. T- talk to people about Branson real quick, because I think it's something they're going to want to sign up for. Well, I was doing. Um, it is. I, they're going to have excellent speakers. Mike Adams is going to be there. Um, I think Dr. Michael Lake is going to be there, and other other just very very good speakers. Hagman's, I think, are going to be doing some uh, uh, programming. I've got a program where I'm going to be talking. I'm the guy talking about preparation and what you can do for preparation. And I've gone into a lot of very detailed things of what people can do. I mean, and so my presentation. I don't know when Steve's going to issue it, but uh, or put it up. But you know, it'll be that you can. I know you can go to stevequail.com and sign up for Branson. Yeah. Um, under and, the and, Gen and Six tab. You, yeah, it's under Gen yeah. Six tab in the upper right hand corner. You know, you are going to get information from here that you're not going to get anywhere else. I'm just telling you, you're going to get it. You're not going to get it anywhere else. And uh, again. Uh, fourth generation warfare is war is politics. Politics is war. The the restriction of free information. We see such a dramatic attack on uh, First Amendment right now. They do not want free speech. They do not want people talking to one another. So what do they do? They isolate them. You can't go to church. You can go kill your baby, but you can't go to church. I mean, they know that church and faith and religion are one of the absolute bedrock foundations of the United States of America. They know that. And so, no, you can't go to church. And, you know, the, the, the swing states are going to be the worst. The, one, the swing states with Democratic governors, because they're going to make this vi- – they're going to ride this virus all the way to the election. 
at least, if not more. And well, they will be doing it more because they'll use it as a continual sledgehammer to beat people over the head with. Um, you know, now they're saying it might be. T- Governor of Virginia just said it might take two years to start the state back up. Well, it was what went, went from you know a couple months ago was well, it'll it'll be over in a month. At the end of April, everything will be fine. Now they're saying two years. After two years, Dave, the, the pot will have sufficiently boiled, and you will have a compliant population because all kinds of controls will have been put in effect to implement that restriction of free speech, free association, all those things. It'll be it'll be. I mean, Governor Northam is absolutely just a a, a, a you know a despot. How about a despot? Blank, 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 blank. Yeah, blank. that's why we don't have um, to cuss. We can just say yeah. despot. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, and everything. I mean, the guy signs this extreme abortion bill on Good Friday. I mean, if you don't think he's rubbing that in your nose, I mean, good grief. I mean, he he hates conservatives and Christians. I mean, that guy, in my opinion, would absolutely do the same thing that um you know every other tyrant's done. You know, get on the train, taking you to your nice, comfortable new home. Um. But so we see that again, the communication thing, and this is why again, ham radio it's one of the things we can get out pretty quickly, Dave. I mean it is we can so we've got i mean I probably got three hundred short ham radios in there, um we ordered tons of them, so it's the only thing that takes it out is the fact we get so many orders at about a two week lead time to ship it out um but we can get them out, we've got them and and again, it's a non networked system of communication. Your cell phone uses a network. It has to go through computer banks. Your internet has to go through computer banks. Your satellite phone has to go through computer banks. Ham radio does not need to go through computer banks. And you can set that up right now. And this is why I tell people, Jesus had his concentric circles of fellowship, Peter, James, and John. He had the 12. He had the 70. And then he had the greater masses. That is a perfect, a perfect um, uh, picture of how we should be doing things right now with our very, very close friends, you know, Doug, Stephen, uh, um, um, Dave, you know, that's a concentric circle. You guys get together, and, and I, I don't want to know what you guys talk about. You guys set up your own network, and then out of there, then you have something a little broader, and Steve has a little something broader, and Doug has a, And so you develop these concentric circles of communication where there are gaps in it so that nobody can actually know everybody else. But you can use those concentric circles of networking and fellowship to bring aid. I mean, you're going to see desperate people. When food stops flowing, you're going to see very, very desperate people. And as I've said before, Dave, you take a nation, you take a person, and you take that person who sits down and watches perversion all day long on their computer and then sits there and watches horribly violent movies. I mean, I'm not talking about a war movie like – I watched 13 Hours. That was the Benghazi story. Where actually, you have a war scene that actually happened, and you're, they're relaying historical information. I'm talking about these movies that just kill and just murder people and blood and everything just for the fun of it. I mean, you know, one movie I'm, you know, is a very famous actor. Everybody would know him, but his series of movies that he's made, and it's just absolute brutality, blood, gore for the sake of brutality, blood, gore. So you take those two things, and when the rule of law breaks down, as I've said before, Dave, those people are not going to take up knitting. They are going to go about and start doing exactly what they have filled their brains with, perversion and violence. And, and so you're going to need this networked system of people 
And, and again, people always ask me, well, where do I find kind of these kind of people? So first of all, you should have some good friends that are like-minded to you. I Hopefully, everybody has a few good friends that think the way you do. If not, I've told people you can, you can recon a, a ham radio group and go there, and you don't talk. You listen. 90% of intelligence is listening and listening to anybody else that might be there that starts expressing concerns. And then you can start playing, you know, the um, – the coy questionnaire. What do you mean by that? What do you think about that? What do you think is going to happen? And just listen to them. And, and all of a sudden, you might find somebody that you can network with, develop a friendship with. You know, I just met Celeste uh, the other day. Uh, the, 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 I think you've interviewed her and Doug's interviewed her and Steve's interviewed her and a bunch of other people interviewed her. And immediately, we had a great friendship going. Um, you know, she asked me on her program, and, and, and it, so it didn't take long to come up with an immediate friendship. We're both Christian people. We both had a very um, common view or a, a similar view of things, and that friendship kind of just blossomed. Uh, and so um, it doesn't take long to do that. You bear this thing in your spirit, just witness to say, well, this guy's a good guy. I, I, and you don't, you don't put all your cards down at one time. You slowly develop this friendship, and you slowly bring people into your uh, inner circles, and, and then that's how you do it. Um, but again, as I've said, if you're sitting there watching TV and doing all kinds of things that are useless and, and non-productive, then the nothing, no good's going to happen of it. Dave, have you noticed also the medical? The medical's a crit- critical infrastructure. Well, They're not treating some people in hospitals now. Some hospitals oh. are going bankrupt. They're empty. Well, they if you killed, they attack, killed, they killed, uh, they killed medicine when they said no elective surgeries. Let me let me tell you what happened to me. I had eye surgery because I had scar tissue growing into uh, my retina. And so I went in, and first of all, I got delayed. Bad luck, because uh, a storm knocked out the generators, and they wouldn't do surgery. Three weeks, I got delayed. And if I'd have done the surgery on time, I wouldn't have had trouble. So I go in, I have the surgery, and this is before the shutdowns. And now, getting my post-op appointments, I had to actually argue with my eye doctor for post-op appointments to get further treatment that I needed. And I says, wait a minute, isn't blindness an emergency? Um I mean, this is how ridiculous it is, and well, there are probably people who cancer treatment. They're not being treated. Yeah, yeah, I know. Yeah, my my wife can't go to the dentist because they can't get N95 masks, and the, and, the, and they say if you have to go to the dentist, the dentists have to wear these N95 masks. They said we can't get them. You know, I work ceramics. Fortunately, I had a good supply of them because when you work ceramics, it's silica, and you have to wear a mask similar to that because you can get lung damage if you don't. And uh, you know, I know I've talked to other people who work ceramics, and they can't get them. I mean, so these purposeful shortages, I mean, I had from my company order from 5,000 N95 mask ordered. I paid for them. They were all done, ordered. My order was canceled because Big Brother came in and bought 50 million of them. And so we see, again, the medical. Medical is a critical infrastructure. Food and water, critical infrastructure. Communication is a critical infrastructure. Didn't, didn't Dave, you, you, and, you and I have had this discussion how critical infrastructure we've broken down. And it results in shortages, and people get, then get used to shortages. And once they get used to the shortages, the politicians will never give up their power because it gives them too much political power over people. If you're a good boy, yeah. a good girl, you'll get the carrot. Do you mind? You, you know what this reminds me of, Bob? It reminds me of East, East. Well, it reminds me of Eastern Europe under the Warsaw Pact and uh, behind the Iron Curtain, where they had perpetual shortages. And it was done on purpose. That was the thing. The, the perpetual shortages in Eastern Europe and Russia 
were done on purpose because if Ivan is running around looking for the basics of life, Ivan doesn't have time to protest. So if the American people – and Dave, it stuns me at times how ignorant people are of being uh, – the average person can look at this and go, well, the government's there just protecting us. The government has done nothing right in this. Everything they've touched in this whole thing has been screwed up. It's wrong. Everything. I mean they have just mucked it up and made it worse. And on top of that, Dave, they've spent $10 trillion. Nothing in the history of the United States. Do you know how I many – we could probably send 500 – Missions to Mars of $10 trillion. I mean, where's that money gone to? Has anybody got a stimulus check? Well, I can tell you where some of it went to. The Los Thanks. Angeles Lakers in the NBA got $4 million, and they were going to keep it until they got outed. I think they should have to pay a $10 million fine to their local food bank. But that's where the money's going. The, I know small business people who still haven't got their money. I know people that still haven't got their $1,200 Yet, I'm not hearing the rich complain when they don't get their money. They're getting their money. And the bankers, the banking. Yeah. You know, this whole thing could be used for a cover for a financial collapse that was right at the, at the door. And they're, they're using it to cover, infuse the banks with hundred, or tens of trillions, or tens of trillions, but trillions of dollars. I mean, we don't know. What, there's no accountability on this $10 trillion. $10 trillion. And no accountability. Oh, we spent it on the we spent it for the good of the people. Well, how? Yeah, Nancy Pelosi's daughter at the uh, Kennedy Center. Yeah. Yeah, with her twenty-five thousand dollars sub-zero refrigerator is full of. Uh, I mean, good grief! I can't imagine the gall it takes, the absolute calloused heart, the demonic possessed heart to sit there knowing that your fellow countrymen are starving and out of work, and you open your sub-zero twenty-five thousand dollar refrigerator and show off your gourmet ice cream. Dave, I mean, <laughs> what kind of mind could do that? A mafia mind called the D'Alessandro family. But anyhow. Do you understand so, my reference there, Bob? I, I absolutely understand. It's a crime family, absolutely. Yeah. But, I mean, it, it, it's, it's, it, it is the most insulting thing you can do to people. Not only you're not showing off your basic necessities, you know. God, thank God I have a box of biscuits and some beans in the house. I'm, I'm very grateful to the Lord who provided that. No, I'm showing off my gourmet ice cream. When there's families out there that are struggling, honey, how are we going to feed the kids today? <laughs> uh, Dave, that infuriates me. That infuriates me that somebody would be that calloused and not not say. You know, I'm going to take some of the vast wealth I've stolen from the people of the United States and and, and contributed to the food banks in my area. I'm going to, I'm going to help the poor people out. No, I'm going to show you off my my Ben and Jerry's you know exotic custom made ice cream. It's like she was rubbing it. I mean, talking about she being Nancy Pelosi was rubbing this in her the, face. The stench of her in your face. That's exactly what it was. It was contempt. And I'm going to rub your face in the stench of my manure. And that's what it was. But anyhow, we've described this. We see this going on. The models happened before. History doesn't repeat itself, but it sure does rhyme. It was attributed to Mark Twain. Nobody knows for sure, but it was attributed to Mark Twain. Um, we see it, and we saw it happen in Eastern Europe. We saw it happen in the Russia. Uh, Russia. We saw it happen, not the Russia, but we saw it in the Union of Soviet Socialist Republic. We saw it happen in China. It's happening in China. So every Marxist socialist 
government uses the basic infrastructure, the basic needs of people to control those people. Uh, again, if you become dependent on a government check, you're beholden to the government. You become a government slave. If, you beho- if you're dependent on government food, you're beholden to the government for your food. And so we see this absolute machine coming right before our eyes, being implemented on the American people. And because public school and all these other things have not taught what liberty really means, liberty's dangerous. Liberty's risky, but it's better than slavery. I'd rather live in the woods a free man than in a controlled environment where every aspect of my thought and life was, you know, monitored. Yeah, what was it Thomas Jefferson said something about, I'd rather have a dangerous slavery than a safe, uh, no, I'd rather have a dangerous freedom than a safe slavery. Absolutely, and that's that's what it is. And we're seeing the the, the mollification of the United the people of the United States where they're accepting the safe slavery, and it's very it's a very dangerous precedent. And and we see it right now. It has been going on, you know, since Roosevelt, but uh, President Roosevelt, for the um, people out there that probably never learned such things, but um, you know, it's it, it is been it, it's been systematic and systematically applied and 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 forced on the American people. You remember Nancy Pelosi again about national health care. We don't care if we have to go over the wall, around the wall, through the wall, under the wall. We're going to force it on the American people. You remember that statement she yep. made? Yeah. It didn't matter. It doesn't matter what you want. We're going to force it on you. And so, um, you know, we see this today. So they, the, the, the question is this. What do we do? I mean, that's the problem. We've talked about it. And it's going to happen. Um, but now we get to where... Um, we talk about they this this is something that i can't stress enough you have to break the thought that somebody is going to do something for you you know where's the government where's where's the my aid where's my check where's my fill in the blank we have to break that mentality and we have to understand that that pattern of thinking has been has been indoctrinated on the American people. It's got, happened in public schools. It happens in our churches. It happens in the news media. It happens everywhere. You, I mean, you, you just go to a c- college campus and free speech is there's no such thing. If you don't maintain that liberal orthodoxy, then you don't even you don't even graduate. You're kicked out or whatever. You're beaten up, whatever they do. So we have to understand that we have to break this method of indoctrination that's been put on the American people, and we have to get to the point to say, you know, I don't want my government check, Dave. I don't want it. It's, it the, the state has no right to take my money. They'll take, they'll take $4,000 away from me, give me two, and then they'll say they need to raise taxes to pay for the two. I mean, that's how it's going to work. They're going to tell you in a year or so, we spent all this money fixing coronavirus, and we're going to have to raise taxes. That's exactly what's coming. Take more of your money away from you because then you become more beholden to the state. And so the self-reliance is the key here. And this is not something you can do. You can't go out and buy it. You can't go out and and say, well, I'm going to order it from Dave or Bob. 
this is something you have to say. You know, it's like in the movie Lord of the Rings. There was the king. I forgot the exact situation. He'd fell on, fell, fallen under the spell of this evil guy, and it, he was all withered up and you know moles and all the other stuff. And and until um, the good guy came, I forgot the guy in the white cloth. I'm not a big Lord of the Rings guy, but you know he he showed him the truth. And all of a sudden, the enlightenment hit his mind, and and, and the shackles that, that held him into that bondage of that evil way of thinking fell off. And all of a sudden, it was like he looks at that guy that did that to him, and he said, what have you done to me? And um, the guy's kicked out. Um, I'm sure some of the Lord of the Rings people will probably comment on, it on, on the thing, but that, that's the analogy. We need to get to this point to say we need to have an enlightenment of biblical values, of truth, and not the state coming to our rescue. The state is only there to one thing, to empower the state. And so self-reliance is the key to everything we do. And this is where networking comes in, because not everybody can learn everything, Dave. We all have to depend and, and work together and develop groups. There's gardening groups. Now, you might not agree with everybody in the gardening group, but there's, we have gardening groups in our area. They get together, they have a common part, and they grow food. I know that in the cities they have them. And, and start working with things that you start producing. You start doing with your hands. And this requires you to take that little thing that you push button you push you know, on your computer and turn it off. So that you go outside and you know, I was out there today, and I was putting my hands in the dirt. Dave, I have about 80 broccoli plants coming up. They're beautiful. Onions coming up. Lettuce, spinach, it's all coming up. We have tomatoes planted, uh, strawberries. We go out there in the morning. We pick our breakfast. Um, and that, that, the ability to do that, Dave, has taken – I've been here since 1997, so 22 years. The ability to do that has taken 22 years. Now, that's not to discourage anybody. Because all along that way, there are marginal benefits for everything I did and to where I have a pretty much self-reliant place. Um, you know, And so you know, what do they say? A journey of a thousand steps starts with one foot, one, one step. You, you need to really start moving into this realm of self-reliance Excuse me, and, and, um, and, and turn off the things that distract you. Turn off the opiate of the masses, which is the, is the entertainment. It's, it's the opiate that blurs your thinking, makes you think the immoral is moral. It makes you think that which is perverse is good and funny. It makes you it, it dulls your mind into thinking and go outside. If you have even a little backyard, learn to plant something, learn to garden something. You know, learn to do an area study. I mean, Samuel Culper from Ford Observer. I mean, doing an area study, knowing your area, what the politics of your area, what the climate of your area, what the geography of your area, all these different things, what the infrastructure, your hospitals, all that, and know so that in a crisis, you've got all that information down. Okay, here's a, here it is. We got this, this, and this is options. This food, this food, this food, this medication, medication. You, you have all that stuff already done. It's called an area study. Can I hike? If I live in mountainous climate, can I hike? If I live in cold climate, what am I going to do to keep warm in the winter? Especially if I live in a in a condominium or something. I can't. I mean, if I live in the winter in a, if I live in a rural area, but what's a person in a New York high rise going to do? Their water's going to be frozen, Dave. If the power goes off, they won't even be able to get water. The water on the toilet bowl will freeze. How are you going to keep those things going? But as long as you're addicted to the machine and the machine providing everything where well, you don't have to think where all that comes from you just take those little green pieces of paper in your wallet and go down and, and purchase whatever you need but you don't know you can't do any of it for yourself 
But I ask that question. What are you going to do to keep your house warm if you live in a multiplex of some sort, high-rise, whatever, um, and you don't have the ability to heat in the winter? How you, Water's going to freeze. You don't have water, you're going to die. Um, if you don't have water, you're not going to eat your, the food. You're just not going to eat it. And so start learning these skills of self-reliance. It is so critically important because, Dave, I think we can see the, the, the exponential progression, how this thing's speeding up and speeding up. Uh, and and this wave is going to be followed by another wave and another thing and another thing until we just have absolutely been boiled out of all life. And then out of There's, chaos will come order. Absolutely. Well, again, we see this. The, the, the order always comes from the hand of government. That's what they tell you. But in actually, chaos comes from the hand of government. Because, again, I would challenge anybody to tell me how the state has actually managed this thing to any degree of efficiency whatsoever. I mean, they're killing animals and there's meat shortage. I mean, only a government mind could think that way. I mean, excuse me, it's untrue. Because the average person would look at it going, you have a meat shortage and you're killing pigs and you're paying people to do it? What's wrong with you? That's the average person on the street would think that way. But, it, you know, it's so... There's got to be a nefarious purpose in that. So again, uh, and simplify your life. You know, if you don't need it, get rid of it. Sell it. Use the money that you sell, Dave, to buy your food. I mean, you don't need so many things we have in our house. You know, um, you can have, you can donate it. Um, you know, we've done raffles with our sheriff's department and donated things to the sheriff's. Department. And that money then is used to feed people in our community. Um, that's the way you network with people. We don't want the government doing it. People, if people in the community pool together and network together, and you and you do that, those with means can help out those without means, and, and you and, and you build the whole community up. That that's how it's supposed to work. But you know, Henry Ford, you can have any color you want as long as it was black. In regards to cars, the government has only one size that fits all. And if you think it's going to work. You have a very, very big gap in your history lessons because it never does work. So um, you'd ask me, um, self-reliance, learning to grow food, learning to know how to do things, learning to know how to heat in the winter. I mean, you know, I tell people to make those alcohol stoves. You, you at least keep one room in your, um, you know, 22nd floor high-rise building warm. And when you make an alcohol stove, David doesn't make carbon monoxide. So you can burn it. You can heat with it. You can cook with it. And you know, whenever you have a source of warmth when it's cold out, it always gives. It's always a good feeling. I mean, you know, I've been camping on some very, very cold nights, and the last thing you want is that fire to go out because it brings a sense of comfort. It brings warmth. It brings just we feel comfortable around it. And if you have even a small ability to heat, it's going to bring comfort to you. Um, I know I can cook my food. I know I can melt the ice. I know I can do that. An alcohol stove is so easy to make, and and so you, you can do that again. That is self-reliance. Um, if you have even if, even if you are in that high-rise, and they have let's just say they've bought six, eight months, years worth of food from you, Dave, you know, and they have a little window garden where they grow rosemary, sage, thyme, whatever. Uh, and they, you know, that can actually, you talked about you don't want to eat the same thing over again. You can season those foods differently just by having a little window garden with some, you know, lavender. Uh, my wife makes lavender carrots, and I'm telling you, oh, my gosh, they're to die for. Um, you know, they, she pulls the carrots right out of the garden, 
takes them in, p- picks the lavender, and they're just scrumptious. Uh, and so, you know, even so, even if you live in that high rise, learn how to grow a little herb garden. You could probably grow some onions. You know, they just put them a little thing that grow well, maybe in some potatoes if you have a window facing the sun. So the, uh, again, the self-reliant skill. You do need to purchase things. You do need to get things like radio equipment. You do need to get at least an initial start with food, because and, and when I'd say initial, at least six months, because it'll take you that long to garden and to get things going. And and so there, there are some things that you need. I, again, night vision. Um, Dave, I, I, if anybody has any question of why they need night vision, just look where this is going. Because the next thing I can tell you is I bet you start having electrical shortages this summer. There's not enough power. Everybody's staying home. Well, good grief. Why? Because the government's making them stay home. And then all of a sudden you have power outages because everybody's having to use their power more to keep their house cool. And so the electrical grid is another critical infrastructure and then you start getting regulated well you live in a 2,000 square foot home with three people you can only use 1.5 kilowatts oh my god here it comes carbon credits yeah so again you control people you control the infrastructure you control people this is where solar even dave even a little you, you know we have these 21 watt solar panels are like less than 100 bucks about 80 bucks you can charge your cell phone with it you can keep some small things running. You could charge batteries with it, you know, AA rechargeable batteries, those things so that you have devices that use those. You could just put it in the sun and charge. And you know what they say about electricity? Even a one-eyed man is king in the land of the blind. If you have any ability to make electricity, you're going to not fall all the way back to the 18th century. So again, you know, just that little bit of information. It's not expensive. I mean, granted, if you want to put a lot of money in solar, you have a house, private single-family residence, and your homeowners, you know, dictatorial association doesn't tell you you can't do it, um, then you can put solar up. And if you have the money to do that, then you can run your whole house on it. We run our whole business on solar energy. We're, we're talking compliments of the sun right now. And I didn't do it to be green. I did it to be smart. Um, and so. Those are things, but can you see how that, how that would be? We, there's a shortage of electricity. Everybody's using it, so we're going to have to regulate how much you get. And with smart meters, it's easy. You can just turn the meter off or, or reduce how much you could get. If you're on a smart meter, that, that means they can control your appliances too. Absolutely, but I mean, you know, they do the same thing they did the Internet. You can't get 1080. You can't get 720. You can only get 480, so they slow, they slow the amount of electricity that you're allowed to eat, use. You know, it's interesting, Bob. You're probably the fourth or fifth person that's told me they think the Internet's being purposely slowed down. You really you really think this is true, don't you? I mean, you're committed to that idea. I know idea. it's true. I don't think it's true. I know it's true. I mean, why would they go from t- – we can't get 1080, and they're, they're saying, well, everybody's home. Well, you made them go home. I mean, good grief, Dave. How many – they're saying half the restaurants in the United States are not going to open back up. How many small businesses have had to use their seed money, the money that they use for operational overhead and salaries, just to live off of during this time? And so when the when the when the when the when the uh, virus goes away, they, they're not going to have the money to start their business back up. And all you know, so much of the money, it's like you said, the business loans. They, I mean, Harvard got a ton of money, and I think Trump made it give them back. Made it give them back. But I mean, it's it, 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 you, you can believe that the little mom and pop business is not going to get any of it. 
And so the, these, the, it, it, it's a Hegelian dialect in, in effect. Well, yeah, and the we money's create... all flowing up that's left. I mean, this is the biggest wealth transfer in history. Absolutely. We steal it from the poor, steal it from the working man, and give it to the, give it to the people who are politically plugged in. And you become filthy wealth, filthy, filthy rich, and um, and all the while we create shortages that makes the common person, the, the masses, fall into line because I want my electricity. And if I do something wrong, the government will restrict, even lower my uh, allotment of electricity. I won't get my allotment of meat. I, I, I can't, you know, I can't access the internet the way I wanted to. I, I won't be able to get on an airplane. That's going on someplace called China right now, isn't it? Yeah, I, well, I hear you, Bob, and you've got a really good long list here. I've been taking notes. Uh, let me um, let me just jump to the point here too, because you are in the business of survival, and we have exactly a minute forty-five seconds left in this segment. Tell people what they need and how they can get it from you. Well, again, I, I've told people. Be prepared to wait. We're out about just on regular orders of about about two weeks. Um, some things longer, and it's just going to get worse. I mean, it's not going to get better. Um, and I, I and I know it's just not me. I you know I talk to night vision companies. I talk to the people I buy the radio equipment from, the food from, the water filter. All these things you talk to the supply chains, and it's all all uh, one of the, one water filter company in the United States is nine thousand units back ordered. Um, people who make the MSR Guardian, that's an outdoor water filter that you're using you know, for doing creeks and streams and by backpacking, they don't even know when they're going to be able to get those again. And so it's, it's right now, it's every day you, you let go by, it's musical chairs, Dave. you got 20 people, and there's 19 chairs. Tomorrow there'll be 18 chairs, and there's still 20 people. The next day there'll be 17 chairs, and there's still 20 people. You get the picture? So that's what's happening right now. And then you're going to get down to where there's three chairs, and you're going to go, there's 20 people. And at that point, well, well, before that point, uh, people are going to be beating each over the head to get the chair. Amen to that. I mean, you're absolutely right on that. But anyway, I know you sell communications equipment. Um, you sell a lot of different things that help people. We sell the solar. We sell the small solar. We sell all the way up to big stuff. But, you know, uh, but uh, night even vision. now. Yeah. Yeah, sure. night vision, which I think is absolutely foundationally critical to own. It's expensive. I would find a way to get it. I just would. I'm just not, I'm not being a salesperson right now. Go to my website. Read the reviews that yeah. people I've got, have bought it. I've got night vision coming to me, so yes. I'll be your case in point. I'm convinced. Um, very quickly, can you give out your phone number? 800-627-3809. If it's busy, which it is a lot, um, just keep trying. Um, my cell phone's on my website. I'm not going to give it out here, but you can go to my website, readymaderesources.com. It's on there, and you can call me. I try to answer as many calls as I can, Dave. My phone just during this interview has rung three times, my cell phone. Yeah, I, listen, it, I, I know. I tried to get a hold of you all morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I know. I know how busy you are. Well, Bob, we're flat out of time. I want to thank you so much for joining us. People, I'm telling you, there's a reason why I advertise for Bob Griswold, reason why having back on the show as an expert. Okay, you need to take advantage of this. Give him a call and visit readymaderesources.com. Thanks and a lot, Dave, Bob. I want to say one last thing. We will get everybody everything they order, but it's just right now. Okay, and Bob, we're flat. We're out of time. Produced. We're out of okay. time. Sorry about that. We'll talk no to you problem. later, my friend.